Roll camera. Mics up. And action. Live from Australia, streaming around the world. Around the world. The most cinematic podcast of your week awaits. This is Bottomless Popcorn with your host, Morgan Brown. Hey everyone, I'm Morgan. This is another episode of Bottomless Popcorn. Uh, on today's episode, we have another friend of mine who I used to uh, work at the cinema with. Uh, her name is Hayley Banks. Uh, we're going to talk to her today about her four favorite films, and she's picked uh, four very interesting films, four films with very uh, positive, uplifting uh, messages and themes. So I'm really excited to speak to her about her choices today, and I know some of the reasons why she's picked these, and I'm really excited for other people to hear them as well and, and hear what she has to say about these movies. So let's get straight into it and speak to my friend Hayley Banks. Hi, everyone. My name is Hayley, and the last movie I watched was Elk with Will Ferrell in it. So I watched that with the kids at work, getting into the festive season a little bit early, but very excited. Very early. We're recording this in (laughs) October. It is October. And they did give me some grief for it, but they'd never seen it before. I feel like it's a thing you need to do. So For sure. Is that high on your Christmas uh, rotation of movies to watch? Yeah, absolutely it is. I think it should be on everyone's, but yeah, no, very funny. They hadn't seen it. They didn't even really know who he was, so... That's a yeah. bit of a mind-blowing thing. <laughs> and you're showing, yeah, them, under uh, a rock. you're showing them Step Brothers next week, isn't that right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I think that would get me in some strife. But... Very cool. Yeah. Um, what uh, I was going to, before we get started, talk quickly about how we know each other. Uh, do you want to take a stab at this story or...? Oh uh, Yeah, I can give it a go. So we started working together at the movie cinema way back I was like 14 years old I think and um yeah just from there really very good and uh saw a great many movies working at the movie theater far more than I think the regular person would ever see at the cinema in that time absolutely which I think is uh like a cinema worker's kind of spends a lot of their free time there too because it really doesn't cost you anything to go to the movies so you end up with a very uh, concentrated cinematic education of whatever years you worked at the cinema, I think. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. We used to go and see things just for the fun of it, really, after work or before work or whatever. Yeah. It's be good. Do you have a, like, a, when we work there, is there, like, any movie that, a big movie or anything that stands out from when you worked there that has left a memory? Uh, I'm going to say... The Fault in Our Stars, that was like a big one. I can't remember what year that came out, but yes. I saw that like seven times or something ridiculous, like a ridiculous amount of times and cried every time. So I think that would be the biggest one while I was working there for sure. Yeah, sure. All right, I'll, uh, I'll jump straight into the uh, questions. But because we're going to the movies today to watch your favourite movie, we're obviously going to stop at the candy bar on the way through. So what snacks are you picking up here on the way in? Oh, a popcorn, definitely some popcorn with Maltesers in there. Melt them a little bit, you know, to perfection. Oh, you're mixing them and into then, the popcorn. Oh, no doubt about it. That used to Yuck. be like a Sunday morning candy bar <laughs> shift special <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, that's a that's still a thing. That is still Yuck. a thing. And then just some water. Not a big, not big on the soft yeah. drink. So. Not big on soft drink now or at the time. Not not no, oh, not big now. Back at the, I used to have a Pepsi Max every shift. I think. In like the jumbo cup, but 
now I've, I've waters my thing. I'm back on the waters. Sure. Until it becomes Friday afternoon, 5 p.m. And for a 72 <laughs> hour period, it switches, doesn't it, to anything else? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, can you remember the first movie you ever saw at the movies as a kid? Oh, I was trying to work this out today. So I have a feeling the first one I saw was Finding Nemo, but I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense. But I'm pretty it sure. came out in I 2003. Remember- so it's likely. I would, yeah, yeah. I would have been like four years old. I went with my family. We were on holidays and my brother was that kid that wouldn't sit down the whole time. So he was just like darting around the whole movies and I just thought it was the coolest thing sure. ever. <laughs> Where was it that you saw this one? Do you remember? I, I think I was in Port Macquarie from memory. Okay. Um, when you go to the movies too, do you, do you like have a preference of like the type of theatre you go for? Like are you going for the really big one? Are you going for the recliners? You just going for the normal one, or do you prefer to go to the like the gold lounge where you're getting your food and drinks brought into where you're watching? Oh, I do love the gold lounge, but I definitely think the big one, the Titan, used to be sure. the favourite. I haven't been in a while, but yeah, definitely the Titan used to be the go-to. Yeah. What do you, we've kind of been in and out of lockdown for the last year. What was the last thing that you saw at the movies? Oh, um. I honestly couldn't tell you. I haven't been since before COVID, like before the lockdown last year, I don't think. The first time it so came around? The, the first lockdown, I don't think I've been since then. So it's been a while. I couldn't even tell you what I think the last one I saw was. But. Um, what's a movie that you remember more for the experience of and around seeing it? Do you remember that more fondly than the actual film? It's going to sound super random, but Chicken Little. Do you remember that movie, Chicken Little? <laughs> Yes. That was that was the first movie I saw in 3D. So I think that was like sure. all about the experience. I think, yeah, okay. Chicken Little. That yeah. was the one. Which is sure. the one about like the sky is falling or something like that? Is that the one? <laughs> that is it. Yeah, yeah no, that's it. Would have yeah. been a horror movie uh, that, for you, I saw really. that in 3D. Yeah. Well, uh, it was in 3D when you had like the red and the, gr- the, red and the blue glasses yep. that was the first 3d movie as a kid and i just remember thinking what is going on here so yeah, yeah sure. i think that's the one for the experience more so and i was like went with the family like cousins brothers and sisters and stuff and yeah dad took us dad and my little brother and i went to some when we lived in sydney so yeah some fancy movie cinema down there and yeah i remember thinking that it was just out of this world like, why can i yeah, right. why is it so close <laughs> to my face <laughs> as a kid but yeah I think I kind of maybe know the answer to this one, but movies like based on books, novels, that kind of stuff, not so much comic books for you, I don't think, but do you take any notice of those? Do you read them before the movie or once you've seen a movie, would you take notice and maybe go back and read them? I feel like I'd have to see the movie first. It takes a bit for me to sit down and read a book. My attention span's not that good, but I do. Yeah. I think I've read, I think I read the fault in our stars after I watched it so many times. I thought, all right, I need to sit down and, yeah. I think I got it for Christmas or something and gave it a read. But aside from that, I'm not big on the book scene. I can't focus for that one. Yeah. And <laughs> apart from The Fault in Our Stars, is there any others that you've come to after you've seen the film? Not that I can think of. It is very rare for me to sit down and read a book. Very rare. Yeah. Which is probably sad to admit, but anyways. <laughs> no, I, I think I'm in the same camp. I, I agree. And I, um, I don't know, I, I, a lot of people claim to be really time poor and stuff at the moment too mm. and so well i don't know we've been in lockdown so everyone kind of has a lot of it but uh, mm. i think a movie is just a quicker way to experience a story yeah and 
I was talking to someone else about this um, a couple of weeks ago too. A lot of people, the big argument seems to be like, oh, the book's better than the movie because the book's packed with more detail. But I, I think the difference is a book might take a page or half a page to describe an action or something occurring yeah. that in a movie can happen in like two shots over three seconds and it yeah. just moves at a pace that is much quicker. And I think that's my preferred method of entertainment. And I'm thinking you and me agree. both. Mold. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard agree. That one definitely. Um, definitely. The first trailer's coming up, and it's one of your favorite films, and it's for the movie Wonder. I showed a lot at school. I think I saw the, I saw the the trailer for it and thought I'm like this movie seems really cool or whatever. It seems like it's got a really good message. So I watched it and I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. I think that it's just about something I'm so passionate about. And it's something that, you know, it, it talks about things like people with disabilities and you and I know we're both very passionate. I'm very passionate about that. So, yeah. um, and it's about how, how kids learn to navigate, like how to ask the hard questions and stuff. So I show it in class, like on Friday, <laughs> Friday afternoon movie. And that's, that's definitely one of the ones that I will put on. I um, sure. showed it a bit. Um, I showed it twice during lockdown, actually, because we only had a handful of kids at school. And they, all the kids were ripping and tearing into me saying, oh, Miss Banks put on that movie again because I make them sit there and learn all the good things that it has on offer. But, yeah, they seem to like it too, so that's good. And that movie is one that kind of famously has just a really nice message and theme of choosing kindness and being nice and, you know, mm. kind of open, expanding your horizons a little bit to see that not everyone might be as fortunate or as lucky as yourself, but to not let that. Absolutely. immediately skew any opinions and stuff as well is there any scenes in this that like stand out as like very or your favorite or or what you think is if you if you just had to show one scene of this to someone to prove the message it shows what do you think you'd show it's so hard because I think there's two big messages in it one of the messages about how people don't know how to ask the hard questions when it comes to disability and there's a scene when the main character goes to school for the first day and there's some kids standing around kind of looking at him and he's clearly got a disability and they didn't know how to ask him questions and I think that in itself is like a really important message for kids to understand that it's okay to ask those hard questions if you do so in like a polite and safe way like you don't need to you know be awkward about it like yeah definitely and then I think the other one about like true friendship and you know not judging a book by its cover at the end there's a bit of a scene where um the main character's best friend stands up to some bullies and oh, it's very wholesome it makes oh that yes. movie makes me cry I cry every time yes the kids at school will be like are you okay Miss? <laughs> I'm good I promise a, yeah I, I've only seen this once maybe no I've seen it twice one time I saw it early and it wasn't actually finished and then I've seen it once more completed. But is that scene, is that scene in a forest or at a camp or something like that? Is that the one you're talking about? Okay. Yeah, I think they're at school camp or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. And then th this movie too is also pretty, it's pretty quick. So I think this is one a lot of people can get around and afford to spend like the, I think it's an hour 45 on yeah. and just really take in and enjoy because for not just kids, I think, like it's about kids, but I think adults mm. can probably watch this and take away something from it too. Pretty big messages there, definitely. Yes. I think everyone should watch it. Like that's why I show it at school all the time, I think, because I just want the kids to really, you know, you obviously learn important things. Like I'm a easy teacher. Like I teach them about stuff like that, but 
you know, the messages in that movie are something that I think all kids need to see. So they've definitely yeah. seen it, that's for sure. <laughs> this one uh, too is also based off a book. Do you think, like I know we were just saying you, it takes a fair bit for you to read a book, but do you think this might be one you would visit or as a difference at some point, maybe instead of the movie you would recommend reading the book to someone? Yeah, I think that that, I don't, yeah, I think I'd give this book a crack for sure. I don't know. I just, I've watched the movie so, I've watched it so many times now. Yeah. I feel like it would be a good idea to read the book and see what the differences are. Yeah, sure. sure. I um, looked up a couple of little quick bits of trivia on it for you that I thought you might find interesting. Uh, another oh, movie that I'm pretty sure you'd like is a movie called The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Mm. I studied that. I studied that book in the HSC and, oh, yeah, <laughs> maybe I should have paid more attention. But, yeah, well, it's, I haven't it's, read it fully through properly. It's directed by the same guy that made the film, made this, both based yeah, on right. novels too. One sounds like you've half committed to. <laughs> I've half, half committed definitely how and then uh there's some challenges usually on films working with children actors largely about mm. the amount of time they can be worked for and also they're still going to school uh so mm-hmm. jacob tremblay uh significantly had to spend a lot of time in the makeup chair to get on a lot of the facial prosthetics for this film uh yeah. they really knew that the makeup for him was, was going to take up a large chunk of the available work time he'd be able to do. Uh, so it began at about three hours application and two hours removal. And by the end, they got it down to 75 minutes application and about 45 minutes removal. And uh, yeah. I was after a couple of months into filming and they finally got a stride, but uh, they gained back a lot of lost time in the application and removal of the makeup. But wasn't something I considered when I watched it. You know, I didn't really think about no, how they made it. But um, I thought that was a pretty interesting and cool little fact. Yeah, that's like a whole. That's that five hours is a long time for anyone to focus, let alone anyone someone that age. In a chair. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> no, you definitely couldn't. You've got ants in your pants. <laughs> no. Yeah, can't sit still for that long. Yes. That's for sure. Um, I'll move on. Uh, what do you, mm-hmm. what movie do you think has the best soundtrack, like uh, actual songs, and then what movie has the best score, like orchestral music? Oh, I'm gonna sound like a basic bitch at the minute, but nice. I'm gonna say the best soundtrack. Oh, I really am worried about being judged here, but <laughs> Twenty Two Jump Street. Okay. So, yeah. I love all of the music to that that every time that movie comes on i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. love it but yeah and what, what's maybe your favorite song from that soundtrack to get even more basic oh god i don't know there'd be a few there would be a few i used to love like cleaning the cinema after that song like i used to really get in my zone <laughs> like, swing a room on to the that odd stuff. floor shift yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> I don't know. It'd be hard for me to pick one. I sure. yeah. I was honestly expecting you to maybe say something like um, "Straight Outta Compton" or "Black Panther" or something like that too. I'd say "Straight Outta Compton's a, 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 an easy second. That's like yes. that would be the second. That would be very close to the very close. But sure. I don't know. I think it's just the time that when Twenty Two Jump Street was out at the cinema. I think I'm pretty sure I was freshly. You know, I was only recently within the last year or so allowed to go and 
see a many 15 plus film so I remember like you know that was like a bit of a rebellion thing for me and I used to think it was so cool and then I go in and clean up the cinema after and I used to jam jam yeah right to that but yeah and the Uh, same with straight out of Compton too yeah same yeah yeah yeah, same go definitely uh, what do you think's the best looking film? So that is like the camera moves are really cool and amazing or everything within the frame, like costume, set, design, location, all that kind of stuff. What's the best looking film? What are some of the good movies I used to love? I always used to love, oh, you potentially have stumped me again, Morgan. You have to pick one for this. This is too easy. Yeah. I know. I'm thinking. I'm. This is another at risk of being a, a basic bitch once again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if you're going to agree with this. You might. Baywatch. When Baywatch first came okay. out. I so you're definitely talking about movie. everything within the frame being good looking here, and not the camera moves. Yeah. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not that phased about that stuff. But I just used to think that that movie. I don't know. Had a soft spot. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. You're, you're definitely heaps bigger on, you know, that side of things. I'm more so just like, who can I look at, you know? Sure. <laughs> and, and specifically yeah. in that film, who could you look at? <laughs> it's pretty easy, I think. It's a pretty easy answer. But um, John Bass, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Is it bad? I don't even know who John Bass is. Ronnie. Oh. The guy who doesn't think he's going to make it on the team and then does. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I take it back. I didn't know who that oh, was. Oh, you were now. talking about Zach Efron and The Rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, The Rock is like... The big guy, yeah. The big guy, the big guy, yeah. big legend. Yeah, I think he's cool. And Zach Efron, you can't fault him, can you? Definitely uh, can't fault you can. Mr. Efron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. He um, yeah. he's just released like a thing of documentaries about like him travelling the world or whatever. Sure. And like, it's the perfect combination of me being a geography teacher and having to teach the kids about the world and like Zac Efron. It's my two worlds collide. <laughs> so it's just like the perfect tick, tick of approval sure. from me. It sounds <laughs> like to me that as a teacher, you're like, how can I very thinly relate my hobbies and like things that I like <laughs> yeah. watching kids want- to the classes I teach at school and do two birds with one stone? Two birds, one stone. The Zac Efron stuff's super, like, it's actually really relevant. It just happens to be that it's Zac Efron. Like, sure. I, I swear, I'm, I'm good at my job. <laughs> I'll <laughs> take your word no, for but, it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, he's just, yeah, I think that. that what is the funniest film you've ever seen? Ooh. Funniest film I've ever seen. Yeah. Do you need to text a friend? <laughs> she literally, she's literally been calling me this whole time. She's, she's oh, on, answer the she's phone. She... God, I'd be nervous if she'd answer the phone. Is she calling again right now? Yeah. I'll just, she just <laughs> called me. I just declined it. Let's call her back. Well, answer it. <laughs> Samara, I'm on a podcast. Yeah. Here. Hey, Sam. With Morgan. You know Morgan. <laughs> Sam, we need uh, your help. Ask... We need your help, Sam. Morgan's saying we need your help, Sam. I've got my headphones in. What's the funniest movie that I've ever seen? What's a funny movie we've seen? The Cat in the Hat. The Cat in the Hat. The Cat in the Hat. <laughs> wow. 
I was expecting something a bit more intense and serious, but uh, the cat in the hat, you reckon? The cat in the hat's the answer. Thanks, Sammy. <laughs> she said. She says she doesn't know. She thinks that's it. I can Thanks, hear Sammy. Sam Haley. You. Oh, she can't hear <laughs> me. <laughs> yes. Well, the answer's the cat in the hat. Okay. Perfect. Okay, thanks, Sammy. All good. <laughs> thanks, Sam. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. Sammy loves the cat in the hat. She's forced she me to watch that affair a few times in my day, but, yeah. Is that your final answer? Do you want to lock that in? Or uh, can you lock it in. Lock it in. Like <laughs> okay. from, no, lock it in, Eddie. Lock it in, Morg. The cat in the hat. Cat so the random, hat but I'm all for man. it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, I'm going to jump back into it. What is the saddest film that you think you've ever seen? Oh, the saddest I've ever seen. Another basic answer from me, but Marley and me. Okay, that one's come up before. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. That is just tearjerker galore, like so bad. And I'm such a sucker with movies. I cry all the time. It is not uncommon for me to walk out of a cinema or finish a movie and be a sobbing mess. So, like. That one, especially for me, Marley and Me. Yeah. That is that is a good film. Okay. I'll go to the opposite end of that spectrum. What is the scariest movie that you've ever seen? Oh. I can't. You might have to help me out with what this is called. But it was about, I saw it at the movie. Actually, no, it's called Get Out. Ah, I don't yes. do scary movies. And I went and yeah. saw Get Out. Yes, this is really good. I don't particularly like them either, but I do remember really liking this one. Yeah, I was shaking in my boots. I couldn't even like, I used to get scared to go in and like check the cinemas or clean the cinemas when this, even the scary music would be playing, especially when I was like by myself late at night, like on a floor yeah. clothes or whatever, when they popped up. And I, oh, it just used to irk me massively. But Get Out was probably the scariest. That's one of the only ones that I've properly sat through. Yeah. The whole the whole thing sure and um yeah no that was not good for me yeah there's a scene oh, in that one too that I, I think is like really like like creepy and difficult to watch and it's you're you're fairly sure you know what the family is up mm. to and what they're doing yeah. and it's when Chris is trying to leave the house and the brother kind of oh. stops him but then the girlfriend is on the stairs pretending well actively searching for the keys in a bag and the tension hasn't broken yet like the, it hasn't properly been given up or explained but you think you have a fair yeah. enough idea of what's going on and it's kind of that reveal of her being like oh i can't i can't give you the keys and it's just like yeah no, you made out. me feel yeah. sick get, get out <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no that was not a good that was that was, was a tough. freaky film absolutely freaky but yeah that would be the scariest for sure and has a film ever made you mad like the i don't know the, the themes of it or the injustice in the film something like that has it ever made you mad oh i know what's on I the rest think... of your list so if you think that's yeah. the answer, maybe we'll talk about it when we get to that but yeah is there any others to be continued massively because i think two of them really make okay. me mad yeah really make me mad especially but yeah i feel as though they're the two main ones so we might get into that a bit later then all right we'll come up to them shortly so we'll go into your second trailer now and this is mm -hmm. one of them so we can talk about it 
but this one is yeah. Just Mercy. Great film. I love that. I love, oh, yeah. I've watched it a fair few times of late too. I've made everyone in my family sit down and give it a good crack. Yeah. For sure. Jamie Remember Fox, seeing it on Michael Netflix. Michael B. Jordan, Brie Larson. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Good, good lineup. I remember seeing it on Netflix and I like started to watch it, but then I used to get distracted. I'm pretty bad for my phone and stuff. So I used to always say like, no, Hayley, you need to actually watch this. This is a pretty big deal or whatever. Like you really want to sit down and watch it. So it took me, you know, a couple goes. And then I thought one day, nah, phone in the drawer, sat down and watched the whole thing. And I was just absolutely, yeah, that infuriates me. That movie makes me like angry and like makes me feel sick at times and stuff as well. But um, yeah, definitely. It's one of the most powerful movies I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Myself. Yeah. And that's something else. I, I feel like a lot of everyone needs to watch that movie as well. Like it talks about some pretty massive issues that go on, and yeah, it's yeah, great film. It is. It's it's really good. It's really recent. It came out. It kind of unfortunately mm. came out uh, just before or really early in the pandemic when things started shutting down. So I think yeah. it unfortunately got missed by a lot of people that would have otherwise definitely taken the opportunity to see it. But I think it's a really good and important film and um, one that's definitely worth a lot of people checking out. Is there a moment in this um, that you really responded to or, or, or really engaged with? There's one scene and I've got a few of my friends to watch this. Sammy and her boyfriend included and her boyfriend had to turn it off at this one particular scene so like the film's obviously about um people on death row in America and um a lawyer that goes into like fight for their rights and things and um there's this one particular scene without giving away too much where there's one particular scene where one of the inmates gets taken down and killed because he's on death row and yeah Samara and Jackson had to turn the film off like Jackson said I can't watch beyond that point and I kept on saying like you need to watch beyond that point you need to like see what happens type of thing and they did eventually but they yeah it took them two goes to sit down and watch it but I think that part of the film for me was like the yeah it made me feel uncomfortable but I think you know you need to feel uncomfortable while watching it. That's what, you know what I mean? They're real issues yeah. that are going on and stuff. So um, it's all part of the process, I guess. But And particularly yeah, those scene, with, um, with like African-Americans too. Yeah. 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 Everyone. everyone the, um, the film, as we were just saying, like the film came out in 2020 uh, mm -hmm. and I guess because a lot of people missed it uh, in mm -hmm. June of 2020, uh, the weekend after the death of George uh, Floyd, it was made available yep. to rent for free uh, for the weekend. Uh, for, oh, wow. With, obviously with the intention that everyone would watch it, but in particular like African-American uh, people as well, which I think yep. was pretty incredible, um, yeah, especially awesome. given the fact that the movie had already really not lost, but um, wasn't able to recoup potentially as, as mm. financially as it as it could have if it had been released in different circumstances, um, but I think that's. I would really have loved nice to have they, seen it. Yeah, especially yeah. in a theater, a packed theater. I think would have been oh. a great way to see this one. But I think for myself yeah. and you and a lot of other people was not the way this one was experienced. But yeah, all the same, definitely. Uh, the the roadblock scene, which I'm I'm pretty sure is toward the start of the film, uh, was not intended to be at night, uh, but it was when they got there to film. It was delayed four hours for storms, and then 
they really the movie was shot so quickly and on such a small budget they didn't really have time to wait after that so they just had to wait for the rain to clear and then uh, just get some lights up to be able to do it at night and i don't know why but i think watching it too it it seems a bit um because it's at night i think it seems a bit tougher to watch or a bit scarier and a bit more definitely unknowing to see it that way too which is pretty crazy but yeah Mm -hmm. um i'll move on i've got some more questions for you again do you take notice of films that win awards or get really good reviews like do, do your um thoughts on films tend to align with those like if if they're winning awards or getting good reviews does that align with something that you'd like to see or watch i if i see a movie getting a fair few awards i'll i'll be more inclined to go and give it a go but i i'm pretty well open to watch most things like i think you've dragged me along to a few films over the years that i wouldn't have necessarily gone to watch but it's just the case of that we worked at the movie cinema and that's what happened i I don't really pay heaps of attention talking about that was actually instant family was one that i remember telling everyone to go and watch yeah yeah it's when i saw heaps early and i was like you see that when it comes out see this immediately this is really good but yeah sorry to cut you off but i just remember that being one definitely telling people to see i feel like i went and i feel like i went and saw that i feel like a lot of the time like back in the day you used to communicate like who was winning what and like what was good and what was not so i kind of just used to be guided a lot by what you said type of thing because you know the most about it but yeah if I see obviously like most people in the media and stuff if you see like a movie getting a heap of awards you're like a bit curious and want to go and check it out but mm-hmm. um yeah I'm pretty well open to seeing most things yeah. most I uh talking about that maybe do you want to ex- I don't know if you remember do you, but do you want to explain why you saw Jurassic World do you remember this has this got to do with my outrageous noise that I used no, to make. this has everything to do oh. with the fact that I somehow got tickets to the Australian premiere and got sat next to your boyfriend, Lincoln Lewis. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> who, God. Who we sent a and photo I, to. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I'll see I that was, movie now. Yes. <laughs> oh, I can't even think of where I was. I feel like I was at something for school or something. I feel like I might have been at Starstruck. Like it was a while ago. And I remember being so filthy about that. Like I... <laughs> my heart had just been ripped out of my chest like no good like I was not happy about it in the slightest but yes I I remember that I also used to um Liam used to rip me off because when I used to laugh he used to tell me I used to like sound like one of the dinosaurs or something so he always used to say you need to go and you need to see it because I used to carry on all the time but yeah okay. no that too I completely forgot about that if you that actually was, found it out when amazing. I was looking for the photo for your thumbnail I found it in our uh chat the other day i think on facebook so scroll up in there oh. for that if you want to find it that's what reminded me of oh. rip my heart out of my chest round two not Weird. good anyway uh, i've moved what's... on it's all good okay i'll take you i'm over it, it. i don't believe i'm you. over it <laughs> <laughs> um what's a movie that you can't believe you still haven't seen oh this takes me back to when i first started working at the movie cinema like fresh on the scene and that like, most people there were really into their movies but at the time I was 14 and just like you know young and dumb I guess but um Taylor and you and there was a few people that used to rattle off movie names and I used to say oh my god no that's not my thing I've never seen oh this makes me sound like a bad person like I've never seen um a Harry Potter film ever which is just for someone who worked at the movie cinemas for so long and was surrounded by it for so many years never saw that 
and I've never seen like Star Trek or anything. I saw one of the Star Wars simply because it was big in it, the films and, you know, yeah. people were going. So I felt like I had to get around the hype. But yeah, yeah big one, Harry Potter, no go. Never seen one, ever. Interesting. And plans to change that or no? I don't know. I just don't think it's something I'd, I think I'd be interested in, I guess. And I don't know yeah. if the ship kind of sailed because I feel like a lot of people that grew up with it type of thing and that their families watched it and it was just something that you did but mine no we mm. spent our movie days watching chicken little so <laughs> a bit different <laughs> a bit of a different series, chicken little chicken run yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah no never seen harry potter i might change it one day we'll see we will okay. see but is um what's a film that you really loved and you've rewatched, but you've changed your mind about your opinion on it i don't know i feel like I haven't, well, not that I can think of right now, but I can't think of a movie where I used to be a big fan and I've changed it. I don't know. Mm. When I find a movie I like, like, you know, and I can actually yeah. get into it, that I'm I'm on, I'm on board, I'm sold type of thing. But, yeah, yeah, I can't think of one that I've changed my mind about. Oh. Okay. Uh, what movie surprised you the most? You kind of went in not expecting or thinking much of it but then come out really glad that you'd spent the time to see it? I remember I didn't want to go and see this because I didn't think like war movies or action movies or anything like that were my scene. Like at the time I was very much into, you know, your rom-coms and your basic films or whatever. But um, I got dragged in to sort of see Hacksaw Ridge Mm -hmm. and that I went and saw that and I didn't think it was going to be my cup of tea. I wasn't that, you know, fussed on it, but I went because friends were going and I, you know, didn't want to miss out type of thing. I thought I'd go and give it a shot. And yeah. like that is now, yeah, in, yeah, one of my favourite, favourite movies now. That surprised me definitely. I just thought it'd be yeah. too much blood and guts for me. I don't do blood and guts very well. But um, yeah. that, yeah, definitely shocked me. Love that. Yeah, it's really good, that one. I agree. Mm. Um, what uh, What's a movie that you really liked, uh, but you probably won't watch it again? Like just seeing it enough, once was enough, but uh, you don't think enough. you'll come back to it, even though you liked uh, it. There's been a few, I think, over the mm-hmm. years. Like I went and saw a few saw a few films that I just was like, once is enough. I think the film, I think it's called Is It Me Before You? That was one that I really liked at the mm-hmm. time, but I haven't watched it again since. That yeah. was like... That's yeah, about one and the done. Man in the wheelchair, right? And the carer. Yeah. 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 I think that one also in saying that maybe triggers me a little bit too much. Sure. I think that might that might be what it is. I don't know. But I saw that movie once and I loved it, but I haven't watched it again since. Not to say yeah. I, I can't I don't know. I could be changed. my mind could be changed again one day. But I think that yeah. one took a big emotional toll on me. So I just sure. you know, put that back in the box and yeah, yeah. put it back to the side again. No, interesting. Uh, we'll move on to your third and final trailer before the main feature now. And this one is for Freedom Riders. Another movie that I'm extremely passionate about. I um, I feel like I watched that movie at school <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. And, you know, it was in history and I just didn't care that much at the time. I was like, oh, whatever. This is just making us watch this dodgy film, whatever. You know, all good. Wasn't that phased about it. And then we watched it again. My brother was watching it in the lounge room like a couple of years ago before um, he moved and we were laying there and I just thought this movie, I, I just started my teaching degree 
And I thought this movie is something that all teachers really need to take a note of. Like, it's just all about like, you know, everyone deserves a shot with like a good education. And like when a teacher is so passionate about the kids and like anything can happen, do you know what I mean? Like if you've got someone in your corner, you can dream big and whatever else. So yeah, that movie, oh, great film. Oh, that is the, that is my most watched film too. That is like yeah. by far my most watched. Like that is like my lazy Sunday, you know, I watch it on a Sunday and it gets me feeling good for the Monday again. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I just, it's an aw- it's an awesome awesome film, yeah. Is there it's a bit, a it's a bit older too. But... in it, yeah. It's like two thousand and seven, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Is there um, a standout scene in it that you really respond to? Oh, they get um. Oh, there's there's a few. <laughs> there is a few. Um, at the end, when she the teacher doesn't know if she'll be able to teach the kids again the next year or what was going to happen type of thing, and when they sort of I can spoil it. It's been out for so long. But when they sort of work out that she is going to be hanging around again and like her just being surrounded by those kids that once thought she was just some nobody teacher that was just going to come in and be like everyone else, like for them to have that connection and for her to get to teach them again the next year or whatever is just, yeah, that, that is pretty, that's a pretty big scene. Another yeah. te- tearjerker. <laughs> yeah, sure. Not surprised, but yeah, that's, that movie I honestly wouldn't even be able to tell you how many times I've watched it it's got some really good it's got some really good messages and stuff in that one too and largely based on a true story as well like yeah largely based on a true story and for someone who's fresh on the teaching scene too like I so many things that she does and the way she goes about things I definitely think I reflect in my day like day-to-day life I guess like I feel like I uni students should watch that like if you're doing teaching you know you don't want teachers to come out and be like textbook teachers that just you know don't care about anything else like that yeah. movie really shows you the impact you can have on kids so I think yeah, yeah. it's a big one big one for me very passionate yeah, nice. about. the um because it was based on a true story I kind of doubted the toast for change scene mm-hmm. in the film but that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a true element that was included in the film based on speaking to a lot of the students at the time uh, or given a plastic glass of apple cider. um, Of apple cider. Yeah, (laughs) uh, which was quite cool. Oh, cool. The the hotel uh, dinner for the kids um, Mm -hmm. after the trip to the Holocaust Museum, uh, all of the characters are actually played by Holocaust survivors too, according to IMDb, which... uh, Wow. It's pretty uh, amazing. I didn't know that when I watched it, but yeah, um, that, I didn't know that either. Which was, I thought was quite, quite cool. Yeah. Um, I'll move on. We've got a couple more questions before we get into your, into your favorite film, and this one's important. Who plays Haley Banks in Haley Hector Holtzman Banks? <laughs> Haley Hector Holtzman. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'll never leave that nickname down for as long as I live. Who plays me? Ooh. I think who I would want to play me. Sure. And who would actually play me would be two very different things. Okay. Like. We'll Venn you know, diagram it and see who meets in the Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So I feel as though, like, oh, looks-wise, Margot Robbie, clearly. I feel like Margot Robbie's like, you know, she would be it but I feel as though in I don't know I'm a bit of a hot mess sometimes so maybe someone by the likes of 
I don't know. I don't know, like Rebel Wilson or something, because I just okay. am a bit outrageous sometimes and can't, you know, bite my tongue when I probably should sometimes. So I okay. feel as though more so Rebel Wilson, but, okay. you know. So we need to find a combination <laughs> of the two in the middle there somewhere. Of the two. <laughs> I'll do my research and I'll sure. um, get back to you on that. But, yeah, somewhere in the sounds middle. Like, sounds like Amy Schumer. Yeah, you know what? Yes, I think that. And the movie yeah. was called Trainwreck, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan, you know me yeah. too well. <laughs> I forgot the movie already came out. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who is your favourite character from any movie? I think it goes back to the teacher in Freedom Riders. I just resonate yeah. with who, like, what she's about in the film so much that mm-hmm. I think that she would have to be it. Like, I can't yeah. think of any. One else. Anyone else right now? Yeah. Sure. Do you have a favorite filmmaker? Like, if they're making a movie, you're going to see it kind of regardless of what it is? Um, pretty out of the loop on that front. You normally fill me in on, you know, she likes Taka Watiti, Christopher Nolan, and yeah. Michael Bay. <laughs> I've got no idea who that is, but I'll roll with it. You love them. They're all great. Uh, Do you have a movie that you only watch on like special occasions, Christmas, birthdays, I don't know, Halloween, anniversaries, that kind of thing? Not really birthdays or Halloween or anything, but I think that um, Christmas movie, if you can't already tell by the fact that I've already cracked open the Christmas movie, like a couple of weeks ago too, so that's pretty bad. But there's a few Christmas films on that list. I literally starting October onwards, I'm all about it. I watched so many, like so many. Mm-hmm. I think one that comes to mind would probably be like the Santa Claus with what's his name? Tim. Tim Allen. His name Tim? Tim yeah. Allen, that's his name. Yeah, I think that's one that like the family watches that one. We all we all get around that. Yeah. Um, aside from that gosh we i watch so many it's like it's embarrassing tara and i yeah crack them open early yeah and then after christmas don't talk about it until october of the next year and uh how many um chocolates are left in your advent calendar already my advent calendar i don't know (laughs) see this is a touchy subject for me because my mother's under the impression that i'm too old for advent calendars we've been talking about this this week this is incorrect, says, you see, because I only found out this year that you can go to the supermarket and buy an ice cream birthday cake and they will not ask to see your license and check if it's your birthday. <laughs> so it birthday. doesn't matter about the advent calendar. You, you're in the clear, yeah. it's fine. No one's going to ask for ID yeah. with it. That's fine. I just think it's the principle. Like when did I become the age where it's not, I don't get one, you know, I suppose. I'm you haven't. You're still alive, so you still get yeah, one every I'm just, year. I'm just going to have to buy them for myself and it takes the fun out of it. <laughs> it does. It absolutely does. Uh, what movie has the best ending? Oh, The Pursuit of Happiness. Ah, uh, yes. Have you ever watched that? I have. Walking back oh. down the hill in San Francisco. I think yeah. after he gets off the bus, things are yeah. turning around. It's going to be a good things day. Things are turning around. Yeah. That's my mum's favourite film, so I've watched that plenty of times too. But, um, okay. yeah, that's that's my favourite ending for sure, for sure, for sure. Very good. Let's uh, move on now to your number one favourite film, the movie we've come oh. to see, and it is The yeah. Theory of Everything. 
very big film. So I remember when I went and saw that for the first time, I think I went and saw it twice because I was so emotional in the first one. I had to go and see it again for the second time, which is pretty common. But um, I went after school. I remember thinking I wanted to go and see it, but for context, um, my sister-in-law has motor neuron disease and that's what the movie's primarily based around. So, you know, I was in two minds about it, like whether I should go and, you know, see it and learn a little bit as well I think it's pretty like informative for those who don't know what motor neuron disease is but um I was in two minds about it and then one day after school I just thought you know what bugger it get on the bus you know it's something that you need to learn about you need to deal with or whatever so Maddie Cuskelly and I jumped on the bus shot straight up to Charlestown and sat in and watched it and I was a wreck I was an absolute wreck but it just it just shows like how motor neuron disease impacts you know the body like you hear about it you hear you know you get told on paper you know this is what's going to happen like your brain shuts down sorry your body shuts down your mind remains active so like you know what will happen but until you sort of see it even in a film but until you sort of see it slowly starting to take its toll on someone you sort of don't really know it's like Mm -hmm. yeah it was a hard one so I remember watching that and being very emotional went and saw it twice so yeah nice it's a big big film very good is um i I, obviously being about stephen hawking this is Mm -hmm. uh kind of a a biopic and takes place across many years uh from Mm -hmm. even before his uh time like in the wheelchair and before his diagnosis um yeah but it really like it, it it's it doesn't it's not like a sympathy story though either you know no like it's it's yeah. all about how even after he still like did everything he could to the best like of his ability yeah yeah which is which yeah. is really cool absolutely i think that aligns so like closely with jody like my sister-in-law like he people i don't know how to word this properly so with Jody's diagnosis, a lot of people would crumble. You know what I mean? Like it would be like, poor me, poor me, poor me. But Jody just has so much to give still and like continues to soldier on and on and on um, and like spreads awareness and like we do fundraisers and stuff all the time. So like I also, I think it aligns with it in that like she just, you know, she just gets on with it and gets on with it and her legacy will be something that will live on forever regardless of what's to come, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um there's a particular scene in that movie and I remember this when I was like oh my gosh Hayley what are you doing here you're torturing yourself but yes there's a particular scene um and I haven't I haven't watched it since I've seen it at the at the movie it's movies those two those two times but it's always going to be one of my favorites because I just think what it's about so important but um there's a scene where um he's walking and he falls well there's a few scenes but where he falls flat on his face in front of everyone and at the time, I just thought, oh, my gosh, like, this is what's coming. This is crazy or whatever. And then, you know, he eventually gets up and whatever. So that's a scene where I thought, you know, big things are coming for Jode. But, yeah, mm-hmm. she's still cruising. She's still cruising, doing cool nice. things. Um, the film has a scene in it that I think I heard about before I saw the film. But um, mm-hmm. there's a another like a colleague, I guess, of Stephen Hawking. There's a man named Kip Thorne, and he's often yep. like a 
a um, scientific uh, like consultant on other like sci-fi mm-hmm. films and stuff. So I know he worked on mm-hmm. things like Interstellar uh, yeah. and Tenant for Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, there's a there's a scientific bet is made. And uh, the loser has to subscribe to like Penthouse or Playboy magazine or something yeah. like that, which I, yeah. which I had heard, I think maybe when Interstellar came out, but um, is actually shown in the film here too, it's which filmed. I thought was quite funny because I didn't believe it to be. Yeah. A, well, I heard it, but I wasn't a thousand percent sure it was going to be a true story, yeah. but that was really cool to see. Um, yeah. The Eddie, uh, sorry, Stephen Hawking was alive. Uh, to see the film, I'm pretty sure when it came out, yeah, I think so. Uh, and would often comment about how watching Eddie Redmayne in the film often felt like watching himself, too. Yeah, which well, I, I imagine for him must have been like the highest of compliments to hear that from the person you're playing to, which is yeah, which is pretty absolutely. incredible. Oh, it's making me um, want to watch it again. I feel like I need to go home and watch it again. Yeah, but they only met once. I um, was surprised to learn they only met once. Uh, yeah, and it was before filming. I don't think they met again after that, but I think that was pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, I'll, I've got two more bits for you and then we're done. Mm-hmm. So you can mm-hmm. take off. Uh, is there, a, what's the next movie you're kind of looking forward to seeing on the big screen? Well, what's your I first trip so back? Do you think you're going to be... I feel really out of the loop. When I worked there, I was so like always looking through the scheduling to see what was coming out. It used to really excite me, but I honestly, I haven't been. I don't even, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't even know what's to come, to be honest. I do really miss it. Like I was thinking the other day how much I, I used to go once a week at a minimum, if not more than that. Um, I don't know. I just, I was thinking about life before COVID and what I used to do and stuff, you know, deep in thought as you do in lockdown mm-hmm. and, I haven't been back and I want to go back really badly. So I'll have to keep an eye out for what's to come, I guess. Yeah. Uh, just when you're speaking that answer then too, I just remembered something and I meant to bring it up when I asked you the very first question when we started, mm. what snacks do you get when you go to the movies? At the movies? Yeah. My teeth is in popcorn. Pop- yeah. And a water. And a water. Nothing else. Not even a pack of Sakatar. Oh, <laughs> do you know what? That's still an issue for me. I get embarrassed when I go to like parties and things and there is, I'm a snob for a rice cracker. Like I'm, a, I'm snobby. There's only one brand. I, I don't, don't come up with me with the fantastic, no Coles brand, nothing. If I get to a party and I taste it and I can taste the difference between the Aldi brand, the Coles brand, you name it. If I have one bite, I think no. And if I start and they're sacatars, I will demolish the pack. Yes. It's still something. That's about I'm how I remember at. it too. Just making <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> you got me okay. a whole carton for my birthday. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> you got me a whole carton with like a ridiculous amount of packs. And I put them in the boot of my car, which looking back probably wasn't that hygienic, but I was at school at the time. And I used to, recess bell used to run go and I used to run out to my car and get myself the packet for the lunch break and go back into school and sit there and pump the packet so bad so <laughs> bad but I haven't done it for a while I'm clean I've um this is the last bit I got for you I used one of mm-hmm. your top four films and I looked mm-hmm. around on the internet to find a one-star review 
for one of your films. Is this going to annoy me? Potentially. I've taken out the references to it, I think, as best I could so that the review still made sense. Uh, But I want to see if you can guess what it is and then defend it and really put this person in their place, you know? Uh, The title of the review is just really, uh, don't be fooled by the high score, a horrible, typical American so-called movie. Think about how the movie would have turned out if it was shot and screened by a European or indie movie director. I've got no idea. Um, I think it'll annoy you when I tell you that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think I'm about to get really angry. Um, Oh, process of elimination, theory of everything is already a European film. Yeah. If they they can't be talking about wonder. They, they couldn't be talking about wonder. They're not talking about wonder. That about is wonder. a crock of shit. Bullshit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. yeah. That is Oh my gosh. What's their what's their name? I'm gonna I'm gonna hunt <laughs> them down. I can't believe that. I can't even imagine anyone not watching that movie and thinking this is the nicest film ever. Like I yeah. can't imagine anyone having any other opinion. Yes. It's probably a little bit. Intense. Wow. <laughs> Intense. Yeah. Oh my God. That blows my mind a bit. Totally. That's it, Haley. Thank you uh, so much for sitting down and doing an episode. I really appreciate it. I hope you had a no bit of fun. No problem. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool. It was. You know what a good thing, Morgan Brown. Thanks to Sam for reaching out and telling us and telling and telling <laughs> us your favorite film, which was the Cat in the Hat, which I still kind of hat. doubt if that's the correct answer. Yeah. Uh, we'll yeah. go with that. Anyways, we'll roll with it. That was the uh, celebrity call, so that's cool. It was really good. Uh, I know you were just kind of mentioning to your sister-in-law uh, Jody, mm-hmm. and you kind of mm-hmm. do a bit of um, a bit of charity work and stuff. Uh, with motor neuron disease and stuff as well. Do you have any events or things like that coming up that we can We literally, we literally just finished one on Sunday. So we just did 27 days of three. There was three mini challenges within the challenge. And, you know, there's a big, I've been putting my video editing skills to the test and I've made like a pretty cool video of like all the people that were involved with the challenge. So it's pretty cool. But um, Jodie posts a lot about like her story, like being, you know, 30-ish years old with two kids and being diagnosed with motor neuron disease and like life with motor neuron disease that she talks about the things that people are too scared to ask so I think that it's a pretty cool thing for you know people to to learn Mm -hmm. about it's something you don't think about unless you're sort of forced to because of unfortunate circumstances so yeah her name's team Jody on um, Facebook is her most commonly used platform it's easiest for her typing wise with carers and stuff because she hasn't got use of her hands so she needs to dictate it to her carers when she's not on the breathing machine and then they yeah post and it's pretty cool so there'll be a pretty cool video coming out hopefully soon once i've finalized it my editing skills are you know could do with some work i'll um yeah that'll be something to look forward to very cool i'll be sure to include the link to jody's page in the description here as well so Thank you. Be able to have a look and check that out as well. But Haley, thank you again so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bottomless Popcorn. For bonus content, news, and upcoming guests, follow us on Instagram at Bottomless Popcorn Pod. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at bottomlesspopcornpod at gmail.com. And be sure to leave a review of your own favorite film wherever you listen to podcasts.